You are listening to the Market Share Podcast presented by Milk Street Marketing, a discussion of all things marketing, branding, and beyond. The Market Share Podcast presented by Milk Street Marketing is a weekly discussion of current marketing trends and their impact on business owners and entrepreneurs alike. For more information, visit milkstreet.marketing backslash podcast. Welcome back to the Market Share Podcast presented by Milk Street Marketing. Helping the little guy beat the big guy. Right from Jump Street, that's what we've always been about. Helping the underdog. Today we're with a very, very dear friend of mine. Her name is Eleanor Brennan. She's the proprietor, owner of Bus Stop Boutique in the Fabric Row neighborhood of Philadelphia. If anybody's not familiar with Fabric Row, it's a very quaint little street where people would buy their their cloths and their fabrics and their needles and threads. Uh, it's uh, very close to the uh, very active and prominent South Street Head House Square Business District. Did I name that properly? Yeah, that's Ellen? correct. That's, yeah. that's, that's right. Uh, Ellen, and I, Ellen and I go way back. Uh, her, um, uh, We had met when you were at what was then Ted Thomas Associates. Yeah, Ted Thomas, um, an ad agency. An ad agency, and after uh, a number of years in the agency, the advertising business, you decided to cast that all aside. I did. And jump into the waters and start your own business, following your dreams, something that you were passionate about. Yeah, it was, I mean, 27 plus years in advertising and marketing, corporate America and agencies in London. I was like, doing my own thing now. <laughs> right, and from everything that I've seen, it's going amazingly well. Yeah, it's been so 11 years now. Very, very happy for your successes. Yeah. 11 years, it feels like yesterday when you told me. I, I remember know, right? where we were. I remember, I think we were driving to lunch. Uh, and we were in old so we were either going or coming back. And I remember we were in the car and you told me, I had something yeah. to tell you, I'm leaving Fox Medicare, I'm starting my own business. I couldn't have been happier for you. Yeah, it's, I know it's amazing that it's going to be 11 years in April because it still feels really new, but in a good way that it feels new, you know, like just still very fresh and I'm still very passionate about it. So that's probably a good way to start conversations. How do you keep it new and fresh? You know, as an as a, as a entrepreneur, as a small business owner, how do you keep it exciting for your, for yourself and for your team every day? Well, I think for me, it's because I'm really passionate about what I do. You know, I can't do something if I'm not passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm also always reinventing myself. I started off as a, a small business owner, a female entrepreneur in a very small space. And then after five years, I stayed on the same street on Fabric Row, but right. I moved into much, much bigger space. And then in 2015, I became a shoe designer. So now I design my own shoes and um, I just keep looking you know, to the future to see how I can keep building my brand and making it bigger and badder and more beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And we talk about that every day as far as following your passion and having a purpose and identifying you know, what you believe in. And, and building a community around that. And I've seen that you've done that very well you know, within people who appreciate, or, have a, or people who I should say, have a finer appreciation for their footwear. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, and I know you, you've expanded to offer more than just uh, shoes. You have jewelry and you have other, I believe, other uh, clothes and... Um, yeah, accessories. Really yeah, it's, it's mainly shoes, but shoes and accessories. And, and I have my own brand. It's Bus Stop X. Right. So I've been able to transition that Bus Stop X brand since 2015 into shoes and then from shoes to handbags 
a little beanie hats, jewelry, um, and it, it can just keep going. I mean, that you know, Bus Stop is my company, Bus Stop X is my um, limited edition exclusive private label brand. And if you couldn't tell by the lovely accent, Mrs. Brennan is originally from London. That's right, North London. Woo-hoo. You're not all British, though. No, my mum and dad are Greek, so I'm 100% Greek, but I guess I'm British because I was born in London, and um, I've only ever lived in London and Philadelphia. You made a name, Hajuano. Yeah, Hajuano. Very Greek. Yeah, Hajuano, my maiden name. Nobody could um, spell it, pronounce it. <laughs> they would just look at it. So then I married a, a good um, old uh, Irish-American a man and got the name Brennan and so really very few I don't think only my close friends know my maiden name because when I came to Philly it was right after I got married so I mm-hmm. came as Eleanor Brennan if I go back to London most people know me as Eleanor Hadjuanu and it's and it fits I mean Eleanor Brennan sounds I mean I'm sure there's a Brennan is a popular surname Mm-hmm. In, in Britain so oh, it you know, is kinda, you know it fits yeah and it's no easy to question it if you tell no. me I would have never guessed it was your married name yeah and I have a son and so I, I, I wanted us both to have the same surname I didn't want us to have yeah. two different names and um, it, it Eleanor Brennan's got a nice ring to it yeah, it's it easy to spell and B's for Brennan B's for bus stop there you go so the bus stop brand which you have uh, very successfully uh, developed over the years, give us a little bit of insight into you know what has been effective in terms of building that brand and and um, building a you know or getting your message to your audience through your brand. You know what are the, some of the things if you were going to make some recommendations to a small business owner, somebody looking to do the same thing? What would you recommend? Well, you have to be consistent with your messaging. And um, my logo is is a, is a black and white logo, but it's very strong and it's easily recognizable. And so I can use the logo on its own with nothing else. Mm-hmm. And well, it, it's brand utopia, right? Yeah. So and it works. And um, photography, I think it's really, really important when you're when you're selling a product versus versus a service. It's really important to have good photography and good key message points. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big Instagrammer, and every morning when I post on Instagram, um, I. I research what which hashtags to use mm-hmm. uh, who to tag um, what the message of the day is it could be my mood it could be something that's tied in with something that's going on for example the Eagles mm-hmm. winning the Super Bowl I posted my hat mm-hmm. and people thought I was selling it okay if I had my hat to sell that, that when I posted it I could have made quite a bit of money but, you know I, I didn't post it on its own I posted it with socks that I sell that are green you know I was like going in, into that sort of yeah, yeah so um, I think you have to be passionate about what you do be consistent and have fun with it too so I think you know, you know I think and in, in your particular case uh, you know I would think that your personality you know people come into the store they're they're seeing you you know you're you're customer facing you know you're yeah. the face of the business and part of you know bus stop uh, and if you if you see the if, and I encourage anybody who's listening to go to busstopboutique.com. Uh, if you're in the Philadelphia area, to stop by and pick up some shoes, of course, or some accessories. And let me tell you the address: seven two seven South Fourth Street. Because I just know how to get there. I don't know the exact <laughs> it's in Queen Village. It's very easy to get to. But uh, the bus stop is uh, the logo is um, based off of one of the uh, underground stops. It is in London, which 
you being British is, you know, to me, yes. that, you know, it, it ties into it all ties your in. personality and, and that becomes, you become part of the brand. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that a lot to uh, some of our clients, especially when you're a solopreneur, um, you know, and a lot, of, and it, especially even more so in a, say, a service or a consulting based business, you are your brand. Oh, definitely. You are yes. your brand. So. I mean, I don't have my photo on everything because I don't feel that that's what that means when you say you are your brand, but you are definitely your brand. But I'm, your personality yeah, is injected into the brand. It's, it's the voice behind the brand. It's the image behind the brand. Right. Even with Milk Street, I mean, I feel like the reason why you're called Milk Street, and I'm, you know, people have heard me say this, this story many times. I told you about it in the very beginning, and you were one of the people that I came to for advice when I was looking to start Milk Street Marketing. And I remember that day. Yeah, we had lunch at our favorite place, yeah. Jones. Uh, in in uh, I guess that's Old City still, right? Or yeah, I guess that is. It's like I always get confused with Old City and Society Hill, but yeah, yeah maybe Old City yeah. or Washington Square West. There you go. There yeah. you go. <laughs> uh, but you know, having uh, you know Milk Street be a reference to Ben Franklin, who to me I was you know like to compare myself to is not as maybe inventing so many things. Not yet, anyway. But being a guy who was in printing, somebody who was in printing, and went on to bigger and better things, um, you know, obviously uh, that. So injecting your personality into your brand is, I think, is really, really important. Yeah, I mean, people still to this day ask me, you know, how did you come up with the name Bus Stop? And when I was a teenager, when I was maybe like sixteen, I'd, I'd jump on the tube and go into the West End, go to Kensington High Street, and there was a shop called Bus Stop, a little bit like Anthropology. Okay. You know, you would go in there and it just would smell good. You know, the candles and the perfumes, and they didn't sell shoes though. But mm. I would just immerse myself for hours. And as a young teenager, I just said, if I ever open a boutique, I would want to call it Bus Stop. And I wasn't thinking at that time that that's what I wanted to do because I. I went on to college, I was uh, studying languages, um, worked in advertising, um, but then I decided to, you know, follow my my dream. Is there a bus stop outside the place? Outside my mine? Is there an actual bus stop? Not far, actually. Actually, the old space, there was a bus stop very close by. The new space, um, it may be a block away or half a block away, yeah, some people do ask me, did I call it because I'm near a bus stop? But no. <laughs> I feel to me, I, I get corny with those things sometimes. I yeah. call on SEPTA and trying to say, hey, can we get a bus stop out front? Yeah. But, no, it's, uh, you know, and one of the things you mentioned, you know, I, I think this is a good segue into, uh, you know, from, you know, building a brand, building a community and engaging. How's the science coffee, by the way? It's delicious, actually. Yes. Um, Ron just made me this uh, scientific cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Which looked really dark, so I was a little afraid that it would be really strong, but it's delicious. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying my black <laughs> cup of coffee because we don't have creamer here on Milk Street, ironically. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I think, um, you know, uh, what you, when you talk about, uh, you know, the boutique, uh, the anthropology style boutique, and being able to go in there and immerse yourself for hours in the store, you know, you were experiencing something. You know, so having that experience, and I, you know, I've been in the store, I've seen you interact with customers, and it's, it is about, you know, we talk about that all the time. You know, you hear that in the marketing world. You know, user experience, and you know, experience marketing is one of the things we talk about a lot. Is, you know, providing an experience. Yeah, for I mean, customers, and, and that's what gets them coming back, right? Especially yeah, because it's important to get them coming back. It is because uh, with retail, the the biggest um, competition is is online mm-hmm, and with a small boutique um, you offer that shopping experience you know you, you get to know your customers you style them you have fun with them you know 
um, they want that really great customer service and that shopping experience. So some of my customers won't shop online because they love that that experience. And do you offer products for sale online? I do. The only products um, I offer online is the Bus Stop X brand. Okay, that's yeah, smart. Which is exclusive. It can only be bought in my boutique or on my website. Yeah. I used to sell other brands, but it didn't work for me. I mean, I would sell a few, but the 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 time it took to take the photographs and post them on your online site mm -hmm. versus how many I sold. And then you can't compete with the Amazons of the world. So I realized that really the only product to sell online is the BustofX brand. Well, and we couldn't appreciate that more. How China, you know, we're always, like I said, always trying to help the little guy beat the big guy. So, you know, sometimes, you know, you're not going to compete at their game. No. You know, it, it, sometimes you have to just accept that. As a, as a business strategy and say, I know everybody's doing this, but I'm going to go the other way with it because, you know, there's beauty in contrast too. If everybody's going one way, go the other way and see what happens. Yeah, and I did it because that's what I felt I had to do mm -hmm. at the time. And I did it for a while and I don't regret, you know, doing it. But then I realized I'm, I'm not, I, I can't compete with the big players. Right. So l let me think about what works best for me. And my number one selling product is my... Bus Stop X brand. You know, I'm in March, mid-March, I'm launching collection number six. Oh, that's great. And I just have so much fun and I feel so excited when I design. Mm -hmm. And then when they come in, it's like my babies and I give them names. Right. Not pet names, the names sure, that nah, the shoes, of course. you know, that they're sold in the shop with names. You know, some shoes have a number. All the shoes I design have a name and they're part of um, an umbrella, like a part of... Um, a concept like my new collection is called afar because it's based on my travels okay. my previous collection was the new rule breakers because i was like dare you break the rules like wear these and you're breaking the rules because they were very bold and vibrant with right. the colors and the textures and then my classic signature first collection was the um hollywood starlets so every shoe was named after you know marilyn monroe or um brigitte bardot sure yeah. So when you're thinking of these uh, these collections, I mean, you, it, I mean, it's it pure. It sounds like you know you can almost think of them in the, in the sense of sort of a campaign. Yeah, they're capsule collections, definitely, because within that's how I really label it. Like it's a capsule collection, mm -hmm. and yes, and they're campaigns. Right. Yeah. And do you think of specific uh, segments of your audience when you come up with these campaigns, or is this really sort of geared towards? It's really just what you want to do. It's what I want to do. And thank goodness my customers love what I'm doing. Like you could design for your audience and you could design for uh, women that you admire. You, mm -hmm. you know, you could go on and on and on. But what I do is I design what I like and hope with the hope that my customers will like it. And they do. So it's it's my, um, my gut feeling. It's... it's um, Things that I've seen mm -hmm. that have inspired me on my travels, people that I meet, experiences actually that I have, right. then transpire into the capsule collections that I design. Very yeah. Nice. Very nice. So, what uh, are some of the things, you know, with your 20, I mean, I, I, obviously, your 27 years uh, in the advertising business had to prepare you in a lot of ways for how to be an effective marketer. Oh, definitely. So what are some of the things that you, can you think, I mean, are there things that you like draw back on and say, oh, this is how we did things here. This is something I learned. 
this type of tactic or strategy and apply them to your business? Yeah, I, I mean, it, I everything, everything that I learned is everything from the fonts that you use, for where you position um, the type on a page, mm-hmm. um, your logo, um, photography, your audience, your marketing strategies, PR. I mean, right. I didn't even really handle that much PR, but in my last job at Vox Medica, where, where you and I met, the PR department was right behind me. I and so right. you, you yeah you eavesdrop you eat and breathe it so you know i i have a lot of um like titles i'm the ceo the cfo the creative director the public relations director um shoot I, just, we can just go on and on and on and that's not just me it's every entrepreneur has to wear those hats right. and um it is challenging but if you love what you do and if you're good at what you do, and if there's a um, a demand for it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and my, you, my you were following a passion though. This wasn't something where you said, "Oh, I might, I might identify no. with the market." Like, hey, there's no good shoe no. stores in South Philly. No, no, it it was a dream I had for ten years. But at the time, I um, my husband and I had um, divorced, and I was a single mom, mm-hmm. and so I moved into the city with my young child. So. Starting a new business wasn't something that I could even focus on, you know, as you know, you know, if you're a business person and a single parent, it's very, very hard. And so when on his 18th birthday was the day that I signed the lease for my space, but it was something that I had been thinking about for 10 years. And I kept saying, when the time is right, and it was right because I saw the space, Mm -hmm. my son was turning 18, I had this premonition, I had this dream. So follow your dreams, you know. It's it's all about timing. It has to be the right time. And when I opened Bus Stop, there were other shoe boutiques, and I did have competition. Now I have very little competition because sadly they've gone away. So there's really three main players, me being one of them, Mm -hmm. in 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 downtown Philadelphia. I'm not talking about like the suburbs. You you play nice with them, or do you? Oh yes, yeah. yeah. We do. We sh- we send um, customers like if if a customer comes to my boutique and I know that they can get what they're looking for, I will send them to the other um, shoe boutiques. And and the, those shoe boutiques have also sent customers my way too. I've always felt it's important to play nice with the competition. Yeah. I was uh, with uh, with my efforts at Connie's Rick Rack. I've always uh, I always attempted to build relationships with uh, with the, with the other venues in town and uh, have a, a working and ongoing dialogue because. There would be bands that would be coming in that we were booked. They want to play a show, and we could bounce them. You know, we could say, "Oh, well, we, you know, go check out this place or this place." Uh, and it was good to have that open line of communications. Uh, yeah, because in the same way. yeah, and and it's sort of it's customer service, right. but more, you know. Exactly, and it's about you're providing value to somebody. I was just like, going to say, I can't sell you something, then get out of here. That's kind of shit. It's like right? value added service, and and I do it shows that you really care, and I do like right. for example, it's not all about the dollar. Yeah, I had a, a new customer come in um, the other day and she wanted her shoes that she had bought stretched. So I had them stretched for her and then when she came to pick them up, she wanted to pay f- for the fee to have them stretched. And I said, no, 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 that's on the house. And she was so appreciative. I said, no, it's just like a value added sure. service. You know, I, I had to pay to have them stretched, but there's no way I would charge my customer to stretch the shoes. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I was like, and I think working with the competition too, like, you know, I, I take a page out of the, uh, you know, when I, with the, 
microbrewing with uh, you know all the craft breweries. You know, you don't see Yards and Victory and Philadelphia Brewing Company at each other's throats. Say, hey, we're the best. You know, they're all promoting together the love of craft beer, and then the more people that you know buy into craft beer, then it all trickle down. Everybody will benefit, and that's sort of things like, hey, if we all with the venues, if we all you know get together and promote people coming out to see local original music, then we'll all benefit from it. So it's you gotta get you gotta tell people, hey, don't go to uh, Amazon for your shoes, or don't buy your shoes from. Where Payless or Target or wherever other right. department stores people buy shoes, you know, go and have an experience. Go get something that's yeah. a little bit different, not something that everybody else in the world is wearing. But I also think Philly is like that. Philly is so different to um, other cities. For example, you know, New York. We do help other businesses that are like ours, and we do support each other, and we do network, and we praise them. I, I think that's what I love about Philly and people that come to Philly whether it's visiting or they're moving they notice that straight away yeah. so there's a reason why Philly is called the city of brotherly love because it really is there and like just like you're saying about the breweries and me with my other competitors and um, it's just love a love fest yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you, you know all you need is love all you need is love exactly well i'm glad that you have uh, adopted philadelphia as a home and had you know share the pride that we all uh, native born philadelphians have it's uh, it's nice that we could adopt you as one yeah. of our own thank you so, yeah uh, i know that i you know I, we talk about you know we're just straight philly you know we're so philly it's there is a pride obviously in this town of you know to me i think a lot of it has to do with the historical aspects of the town, you know, how, uh, you know, integral this city was to the birth of the nation. It's a goddamn cradle yeah. of independence. I mean, for I know. Out. I mean, come on. But you Give know, us some credit. And also, I mean, it, it, it's nice that it's still gritty. You know, it's got the fine fineness of it. You know, you can go to the best restaurants. You can spend as much as you want on jewelry, clothing, but then there's all the good, nitty gritty still? stuff. Yeah, there's still some, but in a good way, good grit. I mean, I used to, I mean, I, you know, it's always been known as a blue collar town. I mean, that's always been a moniker to people, oh, Philly's a blue collar town. But I feel like over the last 10, 15 years, you know, what we've seen with the gentrification of the neighborhoods, and I, I feel like we're getting a little classier. We, you know? No, we, we are, but we still have a bit of grit, which is good. It's yeah. good grit. Good grit. Well, I, you know, we love grit. You know, so um, I think it's because we're real and very down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you live in Philly, you're proud of your city, you love your neighbors, um, you know, you, it, it feels good to live here yeah. and it's, and it's real, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree more. <laughs> and you're, uh, also to mention, you are president of this, uh, Head House Air, Head yeah, House I'm the Business Association. I call, I call myself the chairperson. Okay. I could say I'm the chairwoman. I'm not the chairman. Okay. So I'm the chairperson of the South Street Head House District. Um, lots of times you'll see it referred to as SSHD and it covers um, quite a big area in South Street and um, Queen Village and uh, Society Hill and it's a great organization because we just help local businesses, uh, we handle their PR efforts, we um, beautify the area, we obtain grants. Um, as part of the, of the city's or the yes. state's business improvement district yes. program. Yeah, and um, it's all on a volunteer basis. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I do it as a volunteer. And um, 
Yeah, I've seen a lot of um, great things happen in the district. Do you find that it's helped your business grow? It has. It's a lot of work, though. Right. I'm not going to, you know, lie. Um, yeah, I think anything you do helps grow your business. Just got to do something. Yeah, I mean, if you get it, getting your name out there, or if you're meeting um, different people in different uh, walks of life, um, it, it, it's good. Well, we talked about networking earlier, and that's why I wanted to bring it up because I do feel it's very important for uh, for entrepreneurs, uh, people with an idea. Even if it, if you're in the prenatal stage of just having an idea, you know, getting out there and, and networking and meeting other people, and I think. You know, one of the things, you know, especially in small business and particularly with retail, within shopping districts, you know, being part of the association, being part, again, it's about community. You know, whether oh, yeah. we're talking about building a community around a brand or having, you know, by extension that a community of businesses, there's strength in numbers and there's things that you can do. Yeah, so definitely. I think it's really important, you know, whether it's joining, you know, a local business district uh, such as that or even the Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, there's lots of organizations. There really are. I mean, it's the you should really join organizations that you feel that you can contribute to. I actually also I'm a I'm on the advisory committee of uh, the PFI, which stands for the Philadelphia Fashion Incubator. Well, yes, of course. So the uh, the Fashion Incubator is a program that is um, Macy's sponsors it, but it's a city-run program, and every year they take on six uh, fashion designers to help them grow their businesses so I'm on the um, advisory committee so yeah it's you have to foster youthful talent yeah exactly we say that all the time (laughs) cool well uh, I guess we'll we'll, we'll wrap this up if um, you could maybe uh, let us know about some of the challenges that you face if there were some specific challenges then maybe ways that you've overcome them some of the more advice that you can give to a small business owner or an entrepreneur looking to get started yeah I um, I think it's good to start small okay um, if you can do it without borrowing a lot of money is good because if you get yourself into like a financial hole mm-hmm. you know so I think if it's something that you want to do that you've been thinking about it think about saving money so that you can start your business mm-hmm. um, you have to be passionate about what you do um, and yet yeah, you you will make mistakes but that's okay because you're going to learn from your mistakes and it's okay to uh, have fear when going into starting your own business because it means you're driven. Right. Like if there isn't that, people say, I'm afraid. I say, well, that's good. It's good to have some fear there because it means, A, you're really serious about what you're doing and you're going to be careful about some of the decisions you're going to make. What are some of the mistakes that you made, if you care to share? Um, I think, to me, was thinking that I could have an online business and grow it so really I spent a lot of time and money because time equals money investing in setting up that website as I said earlier taking all the photographs and you have to take good photographs Um, so I think that was one of the mistakes I made Um, I'm trying to think now I'm sure I've made others (laughs) no no no, I'm trying to think after 11 years it's like oh what mistakes have I made well, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yeah. Well, sometimes, you know, you're bringing a brand that you think uh, customers are going to like and they just don't like it. You can't push something onto a customer. And that's a challenge, though, you know. Right. But it's okay. It's a good challenge. It's Challenges good, are good. I mean, yeah. you know, if you're going to face them and you have to embrace them and yeah. use it as a way to... Exactly. Either you're going to, you know, only one of two things are going to happen. You're either going to succeed or you're going to fail. Yeah. And you could build on that success or you can learn from that failure and that's 
you know, I, you know, it's kind of the way that we look at things here, you know, yeah, and I, we know the things that we're going to try some things, we're going to think things are going to work and you tell, you know, and work with clients. I mean, you tell them, you know, you, you have these ideas and you think you're going to work and you, you believe in them in your heart and then it doesn't work, but that doesn't mean, all right, well, time to close up shop. It just means, okay, retake, you know, tinker yeah. with it, you know, retool it, figure out what went wrong, what worked and then use it to make better decisions yeah because you know what's really big right now is collaborations so I, I've been collaborating I've had some excellent collaborations and then some that haven't been so great so like just thinking back to you know some of the mistakes I've made but if you don't do it you don't know if you don't try it you know so um, it, you know try it and if it doesn't work then you you know try something else mm-hmm. just keep keep going just keep plugging but cla- collaborating is great I've collaborated with some really amazing um folks and designers and and uh, it, it's good awesome. yeah. any parting shots you want to give uh, give our listeners I just want to say that um, come and visit me um, come and see my new collection launching mid-march and uh, follow your dream you know whatever it is you want to do you can do it <laughs> all right well again thank you very much for being on the show oh you're very welcome Ron this it's been great. a pleasure having you Thank you. Uh, please be sure to check out busstopboutique.com. Uh, stop into the store at 727 South 4th Street mm-hmm. uh, and say hi to Elena and she'll take care of all your footwear needs. Yes, and more. Thank you for listening to the Market Share Podcast presented by Milk Street Marketing. To learn more about us, please visit our website at milkstreet.marketing and follow us on social media on Facebook at Milk Street Marketing and Twitter and Instagram at Milk Street 215.